This is No Pink Spandex, episode 153, for Saturday, December 22nd, 2012. This episode is brought to you by Radio Nihon. Tune in to Radio Nihon for all your total music and news. Check them out at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash R-A-J-I-O-N-I-H-O-N. Hello everyone, Lisa J here, and it's been a very long time since I've talked to you just like this. I've missed you. Really, really I have. (laughs) So, uh, I want to set this episode up just a little bit. You will notice a couple of things. Number one, we have a very special guest. We have Jason David Frank, who came by and stopped by for a bit because he's got a lot of things going on in 2013, and he wanted to tell us what's up. So, friend of the show friend of the show came by and chatted it up a little bit a little bit so that's a nice little treat before our christmas and you'll also notice that this episode is a little shorter than our regular episodes number one yes you are going to hear us talk about the finale of samurai unfortunately there were some technical difficulties why we couldn't talk about the complete finale you know the entire finale so you're gonna hear our episode discussion of the ceiling symbol don't worry we will have an episode about the finale and the christmas and the mega force and the what what all that stuff do not fret and you're wondering hmm you've been gone for a bit and you missed a whole bunch of samurai episodes and now you're talking about the finale yes yes because i can do that So we are going to talk about the end before we get all to the middle of this stuff. It, I know, my madness, it does work in its own way. But I do want to let you guys know that we are going to be talking about the finale. I wanted to get that out to you guys. Okay, so without further ado, stay away from the spandex. It doesn't breathe. Peace. Oh, hey, Lisa. How you doing? Good. So I know that you are a very busy person and you've got a lot of things coming up. So I did hear that you are attempting a Guinness World Record. So tell me about that. That is correct, Lisa. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, that's (laughs) correct. Uh, um, Well, my idea was, you know, I wanted, you know, ever since the uh, Edge of Space guy, you know, Felix, I was thinking, wow, that's so cool. And, you know, to set a record and all that stuff. So I started looking into it. Actually, my sensei Sam up here, well, not my sensei, he works for me, uh, sensei Sam who runs my task to see the location, he, uh, he set, uh, well, actually, he broke a world record of uh, the most double nunchuck strikes on a bag. I think he did like 400 and something, like within, you know, one minute on the strike. So when he set that record, I was thinking, cool. So I started looking into it, and I was thinking, what can I do? You know, there's a lot of different records out there and stuff, so I thought, well, I submitted the world's highest karate board break, and I was just doing it from the air, which is pretty difficult. I mean, considering you're falling 120 to 180 miles an hour, all these technical issues, and you got a one-inch pine board, and, you know, all that other stuff. Well, when they submitted it back to me, they told me uh, that there's no category for that. The only category they have is breaking as many pine boards as you could, one-inch pine boards from exiting the airplane. So when I looked at that category, I realized in 1998, somebody did one, and then in 2010, somebody broke two, and they got the world record. So they're going to come down to film Sam January, I think, 16th, 17th, 18th, and then they're going to, you know, uh, interview him about his 
world record break, and then they're going to film me to attempt the world record break in, uh, in space land. So I better do it, you know. So I got them coming down, and uh, the official Guinness channel is going to be recording it and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll be I'm going to Denver to the wind tunnels, so I'm going to be practicing it a little bit in the wind tunnels. And it shouldn't be dr- difficult. I have a lot of good guys that are flying, uh, but it does, you know, you have to consider – the altitude, the mm-hmm. speed, the breaking the board, you know, and then there's death and all that stuff. Yeah, the death maybe a little, you know. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Somebody did say this on Facebook, which I thought was pretty funny. They said, Jason, Jason, what are you doing? They said, my mom's just shaking her head. I, Come on, man. Do you need money that bad? I mean, you just, you know, you're, you're, you're going low to be to be doing stuff like this. I mean, I'll, I'll give you money. You don't need to be doing stuff like this. And my reply was, hey, uh, I don't make money doing this. It actually costs me money to try to set a world record. So as crazy as it sounds, you know, and no, I'm not getting paid to do it. It's, uh, you know, I pay to get to do this. Just like with Felix, they paid a lot of money to, not to him, a lot of money to get this world record. I'm sure he made some, but, uh, but I'm not doing it for money, people. I'm doing it just to set a world record, just to be in the, Record book. World record. Yeah. That's what I got going on. So I got that in January. And then February, uh, me and Tammy are going to be going to Thailand. uh, February 10th to see my match. Tammy's your wife for the audience. Yep. Yep. Tammy's my wife. She's going to be going there. She's she's going to be fighting in Thailand. So, I mean, she's tough. She's been with me for seven years. Master Toddy has a TV show. I don't know if you've ever seen the TV show or anybody out there called Fight Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good show, you know. So let me tell you, Master Toddy has, you know, Lisa King, uh, Gina Carano, Carano, I think I'm saying yeah, her last name, but she was the Strike Force champion, and he's got all those girls. And, uh, you know, uh, when he worked with Tammy, he wanted her to do the TV show, but, you know, she broke the toe and all that stuff. But um, she had foot surgery for the longest time. But she's going to be going to Thailand and, and fighting and actually going for a crew title, which is um, – you know, the, the criteria for that is you have to own a school and you have to be trained, you know, under someone for years, which she's trained under me for years. And then I'm going for a master's title, um, Arjan, which is a master's title under the Thailand government and with master parties. So that's going to be 10 days of uh, banging nonstop action there going on in February. So that's going to be pretty exciting. And uh, in between that, I'm, in between the world record break in Thailand, I'm probably, from my understanding, squeezing in the Brazil uh, trip on January 26th in Brazil. Um, okay. So it's going to be pretty cool. San Paulo, Sao Paulo, or yeah, Sao Paulo. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So that that would be happening uh, January, and then I got a few other conventions I'm doing out there, and I think uh, January I'm going to Albuquerque, New uh, Mexico. January 12th and 13th, and then what else we got? That's February, right? I'll be in Portland, uh, February Wizard World, February 22nd. And then, of course, March, I have my boot camp. So uh, we'll get crazy in boot camp in Lexington. And then, uh, you know, Canada, Puerto Rico. I got a lot of stuff going on. You got a lot of stuff. But here's the thing. People ask me when am I fighting and when I'm doing that. Well, in Thailand, I'm sure I'll be fighting a lot, so... I'm excited just to get that trip going and, you know, I'm fighting out there and all that other stuff. So I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing, but I'm sure it's going to, you know, uh, those are some of the details, fighting and all that other stuff. So it should be fun. 
because you mentioned so, Canada. Um, yeah, I'm going to be going to Canada, Niagara Falls, in, in uh, June. So I'm actually going to jump Niagara Falls with the parachute, and I'm going to see how low I can pull before I hit the water. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good. I'm just kidding. No, but, uh, but yeah, Niagara Falls. Yeah, Niagara Falls. So let's recap, Lisa. We have plunging to the death, breaking as many boards as we can, waking up in Thailand in the middle of Thailand, fighting Thailand people, going to be running through snakes, catching cobras. This is just going to be an exciting 2013. Doesn't that sound fun? Of course. Of course. And, you know, to, you know, bring it back to a little Power Rangers, I heard through the grapevine that you're working on a, like a behind the scenes DVD, you know, 20th anniversary type of thing. So tell me about that. Yeah. I have a lot of, um, actually I was just watching it the other night. Uh, I have so many, so much cool behind the scenes footage that um, I actually recently found and I thought, wow, that's cool. I'm going to put all these behind-the-scenes footage together and then just do, like, a little documentary and, you know, call it My Morphin Life, you know, and uh, do a little little thing for, for people just to have a little documentary slash behind-the-scenes stuff because it is the 20th year anniversary. And, um, you know, and we'll see what else happens. I know, um, like I said, you know, we'll see what happens with Saban and all that stuff. I know it's up in the air right now with what's going on with Megaforce. I'm not too sure how a storyline goes and and to be honest i don't even think they know what's going on after they already wrote 20 episodes according to my manager but they haven't wrote the other 20 Mm -hmm. so i'm sure it's kind of confusing to figure out how all these different rangers and what they're going to do and who they're going to bring back and all that stuff but um i am working on my own project aftermath which was supposed to be shot in january i will squeeze that in somewhere january february that we'll be shooting here in houston a pretty cool promo trailer and um Yep, so that's what will be going on with that. So, And in the meantime, One Warrior is sold all overseas. It's just not here in the United States yet. People ask me when, and I'm just kind of like, I don't know, but sold overseas. So I'm hoping we're supposed to get the final word from what I heard January. If Sci-Fi says yes or no, I guess they have some kind of a lock on it. And it's in there, you know, when it's in production's hands or channel's hands, they... They have the right just to hold on to it as long as they want, and then I have the dates coming up where they say yes or no. So if they say yes or no, then it can go to another network. If it says yes, then I'll go to Sci-Fi. Just I think movies just take so long to to do complete and to complete. Do, yeah, you know, it's like I remember reading for lots of stuff like um, Battleship and all these other movies. Um, you know, I read for another movie now that obviously I didn't get the role, but uh, you know. Um, with uh, Stallone and Robert De Niro called Grudge Match. And uh, they were filming that in New Orleans, about two boxers. I, I, you know, I read the script, script and I was thinking, man, Stallone and De Niro are boxing in the movie. Those guys are pretty old. I mean, no offense, <laughs> but they're boxing. You know, it's, a, it's called a grudge match. They're, they're boxing um, uh, Kevin Hart, or I believe is one of the trainers. I don't know, but it's a pretty big movie. Now watch, that won't come out for another two years, you know. So mm-hmm. um, it's just movies take forever. Uh, to come out and stuff, so we'll see what happens, and, um, you know, next year, the 20th year anniversary, so, you know, hopefully people are still pumped on the Power Rangers, and it's good to see that Power Ranger fans are following the new shows and all that stuff, so I'm, I'm actually happy that, that they still have something to follow and compare to and all that yeah. stuff, so I, I went to the Children's Hospital in Houston to hand out some gifts and stuff to oh. the kids and all that stuff, so the Texas Rangers are there, and 
you know, taking pictures with the kids and all that stuff. And of course, I was giving out free toys, and you know, they were free because they it wasn't my season; it was samurai. But you know, anyway, <laughs> I gave out free toys, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. People had a good time. Uh, when should we expect to see your behind the scenes stuff? I'm cutting that together. It's relatively pretty quick. It's just um, I wanted to wait for the 20th year, you know, anniversary. I wanted to get it done now, and but I'm I'm thinking by the time all that, like February, March, March ish, somewhere in there. I know March ish don't really uh, sound good, but uh, somewhere in there. So I'm just getting through the January, and then by that time we we got most of it already done it's just a matter of piecing it together okay and you know of course this my morph of life thing is not going to be like sold you know i'm gonna do promos on it and you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sell it to fans and do stuff so like for example we'll do like giveaways and you know do stuff on your show if i you know uh do a film and you know like raise money whatever i do it's going to be for the fans you know give it out and all that stuff i'm not mm-hmm. gonna just um you know, sell the DVDs. I don't want no issues with the barn, and nor do I need to try to do that. I think it's just kind of cool for for the fans and stuff like that. So that's what I'm working on right now. So, all right, should it should be good. So to recap, all right, you got your you're gonna set the um, Guinness World Record for breaking one inch boards from an airplane. Yep. And, yep. that's... and the rules on that is as soon as you leave the airplane, you can just start punching away. Uh, as soon as you deploy your parachute, the time stops. So okay. I'm going to try to get as many as I can. Choose the record, but we're trying to really set the record high right now. So I'm going to do as many as I can. The only problem with that is if anyone's ever broke or you have to be so precise on hitting them and you have to use your speed. So sometimes the air and, you know, the 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 distance between the boards and all that stuff's going to be a little tricky, but I'm, I'm practicing it now, so, you know, I'm, and plus me, I'm not going to do something that I can't do, so, you know, hopefully I, I uh, pull it off, but, but yeah, that's going to be uh, breaking one-inch time boards, the minute I exit the airplane to uh, pull on my parachute. Okay, and that's mid-January, you said? Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, mid-January, good way of saying it, mid-January. <laughs> and, and then, of course, people can follow you on your Facebook page, Jason David Frank official fan page, for all the updates and the links mm-hmm. and the conventions and the everything that you're doing because you got a lot going on. Yep. Twitter, they can follow me at JDSFFN at Twitter. I'm kind of new to all this stuff, so people are like, hey, follow me or you know, or tag me or you know, something like that. I mean, I, I will follow them in the crowd and I, I will tag them, but I don't think that's what they mean. But uh, I am kind of new to the uh, following and the tagging thing on on social media, I guess. But you know, but um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, getting used to that kind of stuff. So not quite used to the all following how this stuff works, but I'm getting better. So bear with me. You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Thanks. So that's JDFFFN on Twitter, and yep. follow him on Facebook and. And yeah, I think I think I think we're good to go. Thanks for right. stopping by. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. And at least it's not no green spandex dot com. <laughs> and it is incredible though, because I just have to say no pink spandex dot com and then you got Amy Jill's interview. So way to go on that one because uh I haven't had her I haven't heard her do an interview in a very very, very long time, so I was excited that you got that interview. 
members. So keep up the good work, Lisa. Thank you. So here we go. This is, what was it again, Stroke of Fate? The ceiling symbol. Ceiling symbol. Um, I don't know why I said the stroke. Very close. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. It's a few letters off. <laughs> yes. Sounds anyway. so similar. It's fine. Yeah, it's the fate ceiling. Um, basically, it was, yeah, like I said, um, Xandred's all, oh, I'm going to destroy you rangers. And Dayu's like, oh, I made this beautiful song with because I was all sad and junk. And then he says, you did your part well. And he absorbs her, which I think was kind of real convoluted in Shinkenger. And it's even more convoluted here where it's just a random reason to make him stronger, I guess. I, I'm surprised they didn't do more with her and uh, Cole. You know, I thought they were going to give them some, like, you know, silly happy ending. Yeah, I really their, thought their so, spirits, too. Their spirits go together to the, do the yeah. after. Yeah. But, there's so many things in this finale. But that would require them to be original. Uh, so. But, yeah. So, the, so the first scene starts out with ranges on the ground mm-hmm. being all like, oh, snap. Yes. He's going to die. The regular five with the Jaden. Right? Right. Or was it with yeah. the Lord? Jaden. No, Jaden, Jaden. Yes, yes, because she was busy doing other stuff. Yeah, trying to give all her power to him or some kind of crap. She, she was yeah, on the she, cliff. She, had she just was on the cliff um, getting ready to do the power. Yeah, she was going to get ready to do her ceiling symbol. Thus the title of the episode. Hey. Right. There you go. Tying it all together with obvious titles. Blue and the gold. The blue and the gold. Right. That's Now it's coming back to me. Right. It's been a That's while. Like a fever dream. It's been a while. Right. She was on a cliff. She was doing her symbol power really slowly for effect. Because it's really hard to do. If it was really simple, why would have she been away for 50 billion years? You know? Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. It seemed difficult. So, um, anyway, so he absorbs Dayu. Lots of talk, lots of bluster. And then basically the rangers are just trying to uh, distract him. Well, Lauren finishes her Seelamajigger. And finally, she gets it all done. They 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 beat up Xandred, and she fires it, and it looks bust him into a wall. And it's like, oh, we're gonna win, we're gonna win. And then he's all like, nah, son. Nope. Die you. Uh, Save me. Yes, she made me partially human, which means you can't seal me. With your regular sealing power, that's for Nylox. Which yes. I thought. Out of everything in this, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay. You know what? That somewhat makes sense. It, I mean, it, I mean, the, the nature of, yes, now I'm part human, so I can't be sealed makes sense. But I, I still don't like how, you know, how he just two seconds earlier conveniently got the ability to be human. And, you know, and you would think that somebody who was so, you know, butthurt about humans and wanted to destroy them all would be a little more disgusted with himself that he had to become human to save himself. But don't you think that 
he was trying to get rid of all the humans with his regular Nylock self, and then he had, like, no other choice but, like, all right, fine. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's what it was, but he didn't really, you know, lament on that fact. There wasn't really much dialogue besides, you know, typical villain, I defeat you! You know, I kind of wish they would have done a little something with that. It would have been nice to have a little foreshadowing, too, like, oh, this this power only works on Nylock, so... I need to find some way to right. counteract this. Oh, Dayu, you're you're still part human, right? Yeah. Let's, You've been let's, confessing this. Let's lament on the fact that there is, and yes, we're using this word correctly, irony in the situation. You know, let's talk about that a little bit. No, nothing? No, just, oh. just I'm the bad guy, Berg. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. I mean, I think... um. It wasn't the worst thing that happened in the episode. So. I, yeah, and no, but I, but I do think that there has been so much beating the head over with the foreshadowing that it was nice to not have that. I understand, like you, they could always put in a little more effort with everything they do. Granted, but I was like, oh snap, that's true, yo, because she's part human. Oh snap, why he coming back? Oh, like okay. Like, I was like, all right, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Eh. I think, th- I think that's just, I mean, it's also just an illustration of the whole show in general. I mean, just the dialogue has been so stilted. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I think it's, this is, it's really noticeable here, and it was really noticeable with that other guy that was the bad guy. You know, it always just seemed like he never really came off as a discernible threat. What was his name? The bird dude, you know what I'm talking about? The bird dude? Yeah, that tried to that fixed the harmonium. It looked like a bird. Mm. That guy. Okay. Yeah, you know, like, it always just seemed like he, his motivations always felt somewhat vague, and I don't know, it just... God, you know, Power Rangers has had good dialogue before, and it always just feels like I'm, I'm just glazing over with these characters, especially these the villains. You know, I mean, then again, this is the same bad guy that spent the majority of the series sitting in a boat talking about his headache. You know, so... And give me my medicine. And his medicine, yes. It's just... You know, like, I've never... You know, they, they, they never really came off as individualized threats. It was all just really vague, generic, bad guy stuff. You know? Yeah. No, I get no, no. I look. Let me tell you, a lot of a lot of samurai is vague and not really developed. Going through the motions, kind of thing. Right. So I get it. I do. It's just it's. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find good. I'm trying to find good. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, and I'm, and I'm just trying to elaborate because I know how much it, it, it might come off that it's just you know just nonstop bashing. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to elaborate a little bit more, and you know, say this: these things are specifically awful about these series. This is why Samurai Spoiler is the worst season of all time, <laughs> bar none. Congratulations, Spy! Wild Force just moved up a notch. Sweet. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I know that I, I I was reading I forgot where I was reading this, but. You know, one of the forms. And yes, people have said, you know, worst season of all time for like a lot of seasons that ended. 
you know. Um, uh, yeah, to, but to be fair, at the time they were a lot of those were the worst things. <laughs> yeah, things. I mean, things shuffle pretty quick. <laughs> I genuinely believe that about Wild Force at the time. I genuinely believe that about Mystic Force at the time. And Jungle Fury. Jungle Fury and Overdrive. I mean, those three in general. That that those three in a row. It's you know, it's kind of ask me on any given day which one's the worst. But honestly, at this point, I think I like all. I mean, all three of them might be worse than than the old Wild Force. So, I mean, that, yeah, that's four seasons worse than Wild Force. You need to be proud of that. <laughs> all right. Hey now. Let's see if Megaforce can add its name to that list. <laughs> Hopefully, somewhere near the top. I would love it. Yeah, I, I'm. Prove us wrong, just like GoBusters. Just completely, just mm-hmm. bring it. One can hope. Anyway, oh, let's not get off track yet. We can get. We'll get to that. We'll get to the Megaforce. Lord Jesus, we'll get to the Megaforce. Anyway, so Xandra beats them all down, all six of them, seven of them. Seven, yeah, seven of them, and they retreat back to the Shibatakaru house. And this is another example of what I would say is them putting stuff in from Shinkenger that they don't need to put in because they didn't put other stuff in. In other words, we don't need a Lauren handing the team over to Jaden ceremony. The way that, you know, we don't need this big thing because she never came in and took it from him like her counterpart did in Japan. That never happened. She never even really took the team at all. She just kind of led them by default because Jaden decided to have his wandering quest. So, you know, like, you can't pretend like you're, you know, doing some Japanese tradition thing when you've never really... You know, just it's just another reason where where samurai feels disjointed. You know, it's a completely pointless scene that would make perfect sense if they treated Lauren like they treated her counterpart, but they didn't. They never once did. Yeah, and my thing is, is that like, she, it, she, she never. It like you said, it wasn't like a big thing or whatever. He was like, "Look, all right, you're the Red Ranger now," and she's like, "No, I can't do it. I can't. I don't, you don't have to." You gotta be. And then she's like, "No, you have to do it because I'm leaving. Peace out, home slice." And she took it. I mean, she didn't take it. I mean, like, I want to use the I want to use the proper words. She she reluctantly took a she spot. Was- she was you the teacher by default. She right, and and it wasn't as if she's went in there be like, "Yo, son, mm-hmm. I'm a Red Ranger now. Boom, you need to bounce." You know what she, I mean? Yeah, she did the exact opposite. She didn't. She reluctantly took the spot. She kept saying, you know, she didn't know if she should take it. She kept kept trying to relate to these people, trying to get on their level, trying to be their friend, even though all they did was talk mad junk about her. But. You know, like, all, all she did was try to be accommodating. Straight up. And somehow that, that means she's taking over as leader and we need to give it back to Jaden. There's nothing to give back. You know, like, okay, in the, here, here's, here's Lauren's timeline, right? She shows up. Jaden tells her to be the leader. She says no. He leaves. Rangers talk trash about her to her face, really. And then she leads the Rangers into, like, one battle. 
and then has like one Zord fight with Antonio, then completely fails at her symbol power, which not her fault, but you know, completely fails at that. And that like that's her time on the team. And people are talking about how she's like one of the greatest Rangers, how she's so amazing and like what did she do? Did she do anything? She... No. Um, was a ranger, and she has boobs, so they yeah. think that she's... You like her because she's an attractive female. She was a red ranger, for, which was unique, fairly unique for a female. And she hasn't been around for 40 episodes to annoy the piss out of you. <laughs> That's what's likable about her. Mm-hmm. That's nothing she did, nothing about her character, nothing about anything substantial. It's happenstance. It's a position almost any female could feel. So, you know? And then my favorite part of that scene. So she gives it over, right? Or whatever. Or, like, says, yo, Jaden is your Red Ranger now. And all the Rangers... Like, this is supposed to be a scene where, like, she's all devastated and he's all whatever. Blah, blah, blah. It's supposed to be most... And then the other ones are, like all smiling like oh great yeah oh, alright that's cool alright so uh yeah you, when you leaving like as if like yo they are so <laughs> you mean to tell me that all that BS like no Lauren you know we have to welcome you as a friend and you're a friend and blah 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 whatever and, and then like to say this is my thing right they're so quick to congratulate each other about like y'all like Mike you did really good job with blah or Kevin you did really good job with blah whatever but then she was like, I failed, I did this, I couldn't do that. And then none of them said, no, Lauren, we needed you when we needed you the, when we needed you the most or some kind of crap. You know, like, no, they're like, all right, peace. <laughs> you know, what? Mm-hmm. What? Like, one dumb characteristic of them is to always be all supportive and junk. You can't even get that right. No, no, no. No, no. They have to be douches. What? What? Again, they're playing it like Shinkenger, where that character, the female character, came in as a douche and thus deserves that sort of, of, you know, flyback at them. You know, but she doesn't. That's not who she is. She doesn't deserve mad junk being talked about her like that. She doesn't deserve cold shoulders. Because she is not the character from Shinkenger. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's ridiculous how, like, the show doesn't even seem to, you know, real understand. You know, the left hand doesn't know what the right one's doing. It just, it just okay, here's something that happened. Let's just, let's run it through the Google Translator and throw it in there. You know, like, it's like, it's like five people wrote each episode and they each wrote a different little chunk of it. And never yeah. consulted with each other about what the other people wrote. And Lord, we know that's true when it comes to Tony Oliver and his bulk and Spike stuff. He fl- flat out said that. Yeah. You know, where it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that it's not. It doesn't. It's not a show that's greater than the sum of its parts. It's just a bunch of parts that are you know Elmer glued together. I just it's just, I can't I oh boy. Is so, it's so, it's just so annoying. I can't even because, like, again, we've always said that they don't have any depth, don't have any whatever. If they were 
some kind of conflict between Lauren and them or whatever throughout her stay. All right, great, fine, be douches, awesome. But they're so quick to not have any conflict, you know, or have conflict for like a nanosecond and then be like, okay, guys, you know, we gotta welcome her to the house and you're great, whatever, cool. And they were like, you're great and everything, but we miss Jaden. You're great and everything, but why don't you, why don't, no, no. Why don't you just straight up and say, we don't want you, heifer. Mm. And then we can, then I can understand like, all right, they don't miss her. You know? <sighs> yeah. So annoyed. It's a soulless lack of consistency. All right, moving on. Because <laughs> I can Yeah. And again, another, another, I mean, and again, say what you will about, about them, like them or hate them. Yet again, another episode where Bulk and Spike do not exist. The show is almost over and they do not exist. How, what, what did they even, what was their, their, did they learn anything? Did they, I mean, they didn't even have a real samurai moment. Unless you count the gumball thing. Really? Is that their big moment? From like three episodes ago, when they uh, shoot gum. When they shoot. <laughs> I. I just, why were they? I just don't understand why they were there. It's like, it, it's like Tony Oliver was told, okay, you know, these characters were great in the original, so as long as these characters exist in this show, then it'll be great. It'll recreate the same magic of the lovable buffoonery sidekick characters, but they don't interact with the cast they don't do anything sidekickery they don't have any sort of you know like they're not connected to the cast it's just it's just they're there you know it's like an interlude it's let's all go to the lobby while we watch the the two the fat guy and the skinny guy fall on top of each other oh wait until the christmas special Uh oh Uh oh yeah you know it's just it's just another example, like I said before, where it's all just cut and paste. You know, there's no sort of, like, actual flowing story. Even the other seasons that I hate, at least it feels like they're telling complete stories. They might be bad stories, but they're complete stories. Yeah, no, like, he didn't. they didn't show up in the finale at all, right? They, they should have, well, the last the, episode, yeah. Yeah, you know. You know the very oh well, well oh right 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 yeah yeah the very 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 which we'll but get no. to yeah they did the gumball thing and then literally, literally have disappeared for three or four episodes haven't showed up at all mm-hmm. not 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 a casual buffoonery not a we're running when the bad guys are attacking nothing just a, that moment was well, supposed to be there to be yeah because they had those scenes that would have been perfect you know like they were training and then oh. Leave mm-hmm. concern for them at, at some point. Yeah, I mean, just if you're gonna keep recycling your old stuff, recycle the stuff you've done in the past, and have them start fighting moogers. I don't care. Have them do something. See, that would have been a good like climax to the story. Like, oh, he was training all this time, and he finally gets to have his samurai battle. Yeah, you know, take out one or two moogers, and bam, that's your 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 help. Yeah. Congratulations. You're a samurai. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm pissed off even more. <laughs> yes. So, um, let's see. Let's just get to the end of this episode. Basically, so she gives the team over to Jaden again for no discernible reason. 
And that's basically when James <laughs> says, we can win. I know we can. And that that's basically the episode. We're just going to do this by brute force. That's our plan. Yeah. Because <laughs> for some reason, these last couple episodes, they kept reminding us that apparently Mia once taught them to never give up. And they referenced never. that a couple times. Yeah. They say that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I believe you. I guess that happened. And really, that's it. Is there anything else from this episode? Besides the very ending ending where, like, they were, like, on the ground, all demorphed and junk. And Xandrid's like, I, fine. Well, so, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna handle your sister then. Oh! Oh, that's right. This episode kind of ended the same way it started, right? That's right. I was gonna say, I was thinking of this scene, but it's actually the beginning of this scene that we're morphed. Or the beginning of this episode. I had right. switched. Their reactions to oh my god I love that I loved it when Lauren was super in control and doing all these awesome things that didn't happen. She's so awesome! Oh my god! It's <laughs> greatest actress ever. <laughs> she, I mean, first female Red Ranger, awesome. Second, she's going. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I like Charlie better. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> <laughs> she had more depth. Uh, she did. <laughs> so, so did Bebor and the other and four. They Ivan the... and oh, what were their names? Yeah, all I remember is Bevor. Yeah, basically. That, that one always sticks in my mind. Exactly.